a wild weekend for IU Athletics across the board, but ultimately one that ends up absolutely perfect for the Hoosiers. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? It is Monday, November 21st, and this is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. And today, I mean everything. We are jumping all over the board today because this was a wild weekend, but IU did not lose in any head-to-head meeting this weekend. We're going to dive into all that. I want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. I looked it up, and IU had, I believe, eight or nine events. I'm going to get the exact number here. Across this weekend between uh, volleyball. Volleyball had a pair of wins. We certainly have not talked about them hardly at all, but uh, they went a five-setter against Northwestern, and then they upset a top-five-ranked Ohio State team. Uh, Then you have men's basketball, women's basketball, wrestling, Football, all of them had head-to-head matchups this weekend. Nobody lost. A perfect 8-0. We're going to talk about almost all of those here, starting with the men's basketball team. They played a pair of games uh, over the weekend. Let's start with the most recent one, Sunday, against Miami. Um, That one got hairy for for a little bit. Uh, It was not a particularly fun start. Uh, It was, I believe, 21-20 when IU went on its big run to end the uh, first half where look, if you dozed off for about the last five, six minutes of that first half, you'd have been stunned at the halftime score. I might be speaking from experience on that one, but it went from 21, 20 to 43, 26. Just like that. It seemed like Indiana. uh, I don't know if it was the travel. They certainly are playing a number of games right now. Whatever it was, the Hoosiers had to kind of shake out of this malaise. And when they finally did, boy, that was, they took off. That was a really impressive stretch. Um, maybe a 15, 20-minute window between the end of the first half and the beginning of the second half where this one was blown wide open and no looking back on that one. I, I mean, ultimately, Miami shot 32% from the field. I still thought a lot of the shots they made were really tough shots. IU played really good defense. Even when things weren't falling offensively, this team was playing really well defensively, uh, which is a a great sign for for Indiana that they are capable of bringing that level on the defensive end no matter what's happening on offense. number of guys were impressive in this one. The freshmen uh, across the board. Trey Galloway being out for undisclosed reasons. It was listed as precautionary. Knock on wood that that's all it is, hopefully. But um, CJ Gunn stepped into his spot in the rotation. Played well, especially defensively. You would think that, and we've mentioned, his spot in the rotation would be because of his shooting. He was one of four from three, two of seven overall. But he played really well defensively. Had a couple of steals, a block, two assists, five points and a rebound, so big shout-out to him for his performance in this one, stepping up in a a bigger role. 
Um, Tamar Bates, I thought, played well. Seven points, knocked down a three-pointer. Uh, Jordan Geronimo had a cup, five blocks, some insane blocks at that. Um, and six points, four rebounds, but Malik Renu, uh, over the weekend as a whole, man, this kid's something special. Uh, on that note, Friday obviously was the really big win of the weekend. That was a gutsy, gutsy win. Um, that, that was my main takeaway from this one. Just last year's team does not win this game. That was a hostile environment, uh, a raucous crowd. I mean, IU was jawing with the fans afterwards. Um, that win's going to hold up. (laughs) That's a good Xavier team. Uh, that was a really tough game and the way it happened where IU is trailing, they go on this big run to take control of the game. Then they endure a run from Xavier and have the answers at the, at the end. And sometimes the answer is just simply having the best player on the court. And we mentioned that last season trace was just, I don't even have a word for it. Phenomenal. Doesn't even feel fair enough. Like 30 points on 13 of 16 shooting, he, it felt like he could do whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted in that game. Um, six rebounds, a couple of assists, three blocks. His passing was really good out of double teams. He was the definition of unstoppable in, in that one. And this weekend as a whole, he goes 19 of 24, 47 points, 22 rebounds. <sighs> I... I He's, he's going to be an all-timer. Um, I don't know that there's many people in the history of IU basketball that have the offensive game that he does, the post moves he has around the rim, his ability to score in a number of ways around the rim. Um, I don't want to overreact too much to a game in, in mid-November in that regard, but boy, uh, that performance from him is what you expect out of an All-American. Xavier Johnson... I don't know that you expect that performance. 23 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal. He mixed in some wildness in there. A technical, 4 turnovers, 4 fouls. It was everything you want, or maybe not want, everything you expect from Xavier Johnson. Um, I thought he was really good down the stretch. He got to the line a couple times when he recognized that uh, Indiana was in the bonus. He drove at guys. He, he noticed when guys were in foul trouble. I thought he played pretty good down the stretch. Um, that, I mean, for, for Xavier and trace, you're two, you're two guys, uh, to go 20 of 24 in this game and 11 of 16 at the, the free throw line. That is exactly what you need from, from your two best players. There's some questions about the, a lot of the rest of the roster, and the degree to which they didn't really show up. But, I mean, there were still some timely plays. Miller Cop's huge three-pointer. Jalen hood is really struggling to shoot the ball, but he does so many other things uh, that he's still valuable. Trey Galloway closed that game. We know what he can bring when it's com- when it comes to intangibles, but 0-1 in the game is he's going to have to be a little bit more of an offensive threat. There's a lot of things to talk about. We're going to talk a lot more about the basketball team this week. Um, we're just kind of flying through things today, but the end result is this team came away with, with two wins and one of them being on the road against Xavier, an enormous victory. That one is, and will be, and 
like I said, one of my biggest takeaways, Malik Renew is ready to, to be a big time contributor. Uh, he closed the game against Xavier and he made some huge plays. The lob he threw to, to Xavier was, or to, uh, excuse me, to trace against Xavier was incredible. He has a coolness with which he operates, um, offensively. He still maybe a little too much emotion, but that's what you expect of a freshman. If, if teams are going to run zone against Indiana, I think Malik is a better option than race because Malik has the passing ability, the feel for a high low game that race doesn't quite have. Um, we'll see how that develops, but you saw against Xavier, he could catch that ball at the high post, get to the rim, lay it off for uh, trace, whatever it was. I really like that connection. I think we're going to see a lot of it this season. Like I said, we're going to talk more about the basketball team uh, throughout the week. We have a lot of, we still have a lot of time to talk about them this week. We have to talk about this football game, which feels absolutely insane. And I've had a lot of time to digest it. I'll try to explain what happened, but I promise you it's not going to make any more sense. Before we do that, let's talk about Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now. Locked on Hoosiers listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is our biggest offer of the year. You won't want to miss it in an emergency. 24%, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to say big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. This is their biggest discount of the year, so do not wait. Simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, wherever you guys listen to your podcasts or watch them at. IU football, I, I'm still scratching my head. It has been, uh, it's been over 24 hours. It's been about 30 hours or so. I don't know. It, I... I don't know that I'm ever going to understand this game. I, I tweeted this after the game. In the Pantheon, in the Mount Rushmore of weirdest IU football wins ever, and there's been a lot of them because it's IU football, this is on that list. I I earnestly don't even know how to describe this game. Um, incredible. Uh, unexpected. Um, I mean, if you look at the stats, in no way should Indiana have been in this game. Uh, they get more than doubled up on first downs. They get almost uh, doubled up on total yards. They threw for 31 yards. They completely flipped the script on what they've done this season. Um, it worked. <laughs> I just it, Inexplicably, it worked. They got a lot of luck along the way, but I was ready to just be to write this team off when uh, Michigan scored... 31 yard run with 617 left in the third quarter put them up 31 14 and i'm like okay well this is following the same pattern of every other iu game where uh 
Um, the defense just kind of runs out of steam and, and the offense can't keep up and, and can't win a shootout. Jalen Lucas returned the net, the quarter, the responding touchdown kickoff for a touchdown. Sorry. Words are hard. He returned the net, the kickoff for a touchdown. And then I, you just didn't give up any more points. Uh, the defense, I mean, I'm not going to say it was great because it gave up 540 yards, but they made some big plays when they absolutely had to, uh, which seems to be more often than not what happens when the defense plays well is they bend but don't break. Uh, it's the offense that was unbelievable. Uh, I I have no words for, for what Dexter Williams, Tom Allen, this – look, we have criticized the offensive line rightfully so a lot this season my hat is tipped to them that was their best performance by far on saturday iu ran the ball 44 times for 257 yards um that is an average of 5.8 yards per carry they were buoyed by some big runs but I mean, there has to be holes there for the runs to happen. Sean Shivers had a 79-yard touchdown. Dexter Williams opened the game with a 34-yard touchdown run. Uh, Josh Henderson had a 14-yard run. Jalen Lucas had an 18-yard run. I Hats off, kudos to this offensive line. I could not have remotely expected this game to play out like this. Tom Allen said that they planned the whole week for Dexter Williams to be the starting quarterback. Um they, I mean, they clearly had to have an entirely different game plan. This is the same IU team that threw over 60 times in the game against, uh, in the game against Cincinnati. I'm trying to pull up a stat because Dustin DePiriak had a great stat in which he said basically just the dichotomy between the Illinois win and the Michigan State win. I used two. Um, two conference wins and the fact that in that Illinois game, IU did not run the ball. Uh, they were really bad at it and threw the ball a bunch and, um, it worked. And again, that one was hard to explain. And then you look at what they did on Saturday where they ran the ball a lot and just didn't throw the ball. Now, Dexter Williams made some big plays when he, again, when he had to, um, he comes up with the huge pass in double overtime to set up the, what was eventually the winning, um, the winning score. His two point conversion was really good play. Um, it, it's so hard to just take, have takeaways from this because Dexter Williams threw seven times. Like that's not something sustainable in the least bit, but like it worked on Saturday. Um, here's your stat. So against Illinois, they threw for 332 yard or 330 yards rushed for 32 against Michigan state. They threw for 31 yards and threw for, uh, or they threw for 31 yards and rushed for 257. It's just a total flip of the script. I, I know that I'm stumbling on my words here. I'm trying to race through this cause we have so much to talk about today, but the end result was a win for the Hoosiers that I think this means something to 
the team. I mean, you just had to look all over Twitter and social media after the game. I know that I've sat here and criticized Tom Allen. I know that you guys listening and watching have probably criticized Tom Allen. There is few things I love more than seeing Tom Allen locker room videos after a win. Uh, there was a, an emotional release after this one. You could see it on the, on the field uh, after the game. Tom Allen racing across the field. This one meant a lot, I think, to this program, considering what was happening this season. It doesn't save his job. It doesn't, um, I mean, ultimately, it, it wins you the old brass platoon, but IU's not going to go to a bowl game, which in some ways I think is more impressive to get a response from the team. Bowl game's gone. There isn't a lot to play for in these last two games. Michigan State's a, a rival with a trophy, but like, and IU fans don't consider that a rivalry. So Michigan State was going for bowl eligibility to get that type of game from this team. I think it shows you the, the players aren't quitting, which certainly matters. Um, the players still believe in this and they still want to play for, for Tom Allen, which even if you look back to last season, that wasn't the case. Like that team gave up. That team was, was beat up and both physically and mentally and just kind of gave up. They let go of the rope at the end of the season and it got ugly for a couple games. It the, It's not how it played out on on Saturday. This team kept fighting. Again, I don't know how sustainable this is. I mean, Dexter Williams has earned the job for, for next week against Purdue. Um, perhaps you... I don't know. Coming away with the old brass platoon and old oak and bucket certainly feels like a a step in the right direction, even if you don't go to a bowl game this year. We'll save the the kind of review on the season as a whole after the season, but that was a fun and totally inexplicable win on Saturday. Um I I'm here for it. I use is a chaos team and let's uh Let's bring back some chaos and really ruin things for Purdue, who I believe can still win the Big Ten West somehow. What a mess of a division that is. IU would be in the running for the Big Ten West if they played over there. Um, What a mess that division is. Let's ruin that for Purdue this weekend. Women's basketball and the men's soccer team both won. The men's soccer team is going to the Sweet 16 for the NCAA tournament. Let's talk about that. First, though, our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create uh, a new segment across the Locked On College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we highlight the most exciting play from the Hoosiers weekend game. Um, This week's thrilling moment from Indiana is, I'll go Jalen Lucas's return touchdown. (laughs) What a change. Last week, I gave one for Washington, and I was wearing a Michael Penix shirt. Uh... I maybe that's what it took to motivate them. They surely are all listeners to to locked on Hoosiers like you find people. Jalen Lucas though, uh the that return touchdown was was really important again mentally for this team cuz it feel it felt like things were slipping away. Uh but a special shout out to both Sean Shivers' uh 79-yard run and Dexter Williams's touchdown run at the beginning of the game where he somehow stayed in bounds. There were a lot of plays like that was that was the most explosive Indiana's offense been all season. And again, they weren't even throwing the ball. That was insane. Uh, this segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs 
Featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. Let's finish up here with the women's basketball team and the soccer team. First, women's basketball. They come away with a 92-55 to win over Quinnipiac. This wasn't a particularly close game. It wasn't like last season where they had to sweat out a win. Um, the Hoosiers dominated. They were up 27-12 to after one quarter, and then they just kept scoring and kept scoring. Um, Mackenzie Holmes continues to look great. 22.7 rebounds, three blocks, eight of nine shooting, six of seven at the line. Something this team's really good at, which is an underrated skill, if you guys remember Sabrina Merchant that came on during the NCAA Women's Tournament last year, she's a big proponent of this, but entry passes. Uh, it's a it's infuriating when teams can't do it, uh, the men's team last year. Uh, this IU women's team is really good at getting the ball to McKenzie, knowing where she's at, knowing how to get her the ball, different passes, different whether it's kind of a lob, whether it's a bounce pass, whether it's wherever they are. They know where McKenzie is and know that she's always around the basket. Uh, and they're really good at finding her. And she gets a lot of what look like easy buckets, but it's a years of kind of built chemistry and McKenzie knowing where to be and teammates knowing that she's going to be there. Um, and that was the case on, on Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Um, McKenzie was just kind of finding open spots and her teammates were finding her. Yarden goes on, got back on track. She had 14 points on five of nine shooting, hit four of her five three-point attempts, her last four three-point attempts, actually. Uh, she looked something like she did at the beginning of the season. That's, I mean, that's how freshman years are going to go. There's going to be highs. There's going to be lows. Um, Grace Berger had 13 points, six of 11 shooting, six assists, four rebounds. Uh, Alyssa Geary played really well, 11 points on five of six shooting. Sydney Parrish, um, continues to be a nuisance. She has filled that role of annoying Nat left by <laughs> Nicole Cardania Hillary. And I mean all of that in the most endearing way possible. I love it. Uh, she just stuffs the stat sheet, four points, three assists, two rebounds, three steals, a block, a turnover, four fouls. Uh, she's everywhere, <laughs> both good and bad. And, uh, it makes games more exciting. She can get under some players skin and, uh, it, it, it's working for her and, and I love it. Um, this offense though, this has been a, a, a high scoring Indiana team. I, I might've mentioned it in passing. It's not something we've talked a lot about, but if you just look so far this season, 86 points against uh, Vermont, 93 against UMass Lowell, 79 on the road against Tennessee. And that game that was super physical, 96 against Bowling Green, 92 against Quinnipiac. Um, some uh, a, a high scoring team and you're going to have to do that in some games, just outscore teams. And you kind of look at the Iowa games at the end of the year is the games where that's going to really be a factor. Um, and I feel a lot better about this team's ability to compete in a shootout than I did last season. Now I don't think they're going to want to go into a shootout with Iowa, but uh, if you'd have told me last year that IU was going to have to score 90 points to beat Iowa, I would not have felt great at all. If you'd have told me this season that IU was going to have to score 90 points to beat Iowa, I mean, they've done it in all but one game. Um, I feel a lot better about that, but just something to note, kind of keep, uh, 
I guess all but two games, but just keep a note on this IU offense because they are, they're really good. It comes from a number of different places and it seems sustainable in the ways they're doing it. It's not like they're just hitting a barrage of three pointers. They were only, uh, they were seven of 22 on, on Sunday. So, uh, it's, it's a sustainable way they're getting baskets and that's going to help them win a lot of games, uh, when their defense might not be up to par on that night. Save the best for last. IU men's soccer is going to the Sweet 16. They beat the St. Louis Billikens. Even though they have an awesome nickname, they did not have an awesome offense on Sunday. IU wins 1-0 with a goal from Ryan Wittenbrink in the 75th minute. It was a frustrating game for Indiana. Uh, St. Louis was just packing it in. They were not going to give Indiana any room. Uh, they just set it, set down a low block and they were willing to, to try to hit on the counter or just um, kind of scrape out a result some way, somehow. IU had 16 shots to St. Louis's 11, but none of them on goal for St. Louis, three for Indiana. It only They only needed the one from Winton Brink, who has been fantastic this season. We didn't talk a lot about the soccer team. It, I mean, that was my fault. There was a, there's been a lot going on with the basketball team, but up and down year, but they're, they're peaking. They're going up right now, and Winton brings a big reason for that. This is six straight matches with a goal or an assist, and they've been important matches. He had a goal in the finale against Maryland. He scored the winner against Penn State in the Big Ten tournament. He set up a goal in the semifinal. He uh, set up a goal in the Big Ten championship game, and then he scores on Sunday against St. Louis. And I use on to the Sweet 16. Um, survive in advance is all it, it all it takes at this point. Uh, it wasn't necessarily surviving uh, because Indiana really wasn't threatened all that much, but it was advancing. It doesn't have to pretty. It, it doesn't have to be pretty. It just has to be a result. Now, what that sets up though is some very interesting matchups uh, down the line. IU is going to play Marshall in their next game. Marshall beats Virginia in penalties on the other side of the bracket. Um, they Virginia was the number four ranked team. Marshall and Indiana obviously played in the 2021 title game. So this is a rematch of that one. Marshall won on golden goal uh, in, in overtime of that one. That one's, that one's still painful. That one hurt a lot. Um, that was kind of during the, the COVID season where they were playing. That game was in late May. Uh, it was a fun experience, but it was not a fun result at all. So Marshall won that one. They're coming in unranked. We'll, we'll do a deeper dive uh, this week into the game and the team, but that game will be next Sunday at 630 Eastern. Um, if Indiana wins that one, there's a possibility of another national title game rematch. The other half of the bracket is Stanford and UNC Greensboro, a 5 and a 12 seed. Now, IU lost to Stanford in the 2017 title game on a golden goal. Uh, so this might be an exercise in exercising demons uh, when if the Hoosiers are to make the College Cup this season. <sighs> there's There's a lot of ways to go about making it, but having to go through these teams that um, have that one up on you is one way to do it. The Marshall game, there there's certainly players that played 
or were a part of the program both times, uh, both in that game and this season, the Stanford game, there is not, but still it it's there. You think about it. So it, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, we'll preview that uh, more later this week. We're going to, we have a lot to talk about later this week. I crammed as much as I could into this one. Uh, we're going to talk the men's basketball team or the women's basketball teams going to Vegas for an invitational football has the old Oak and bucket game. Soccer has a, a sweet 16 game. So it is going to be a busy week on the locked on Hoosiers feed. Make sure you guys are subscribed. If you are not already, thanks again for making locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. And we'll be back with you tomorrow. We're going to talk men's basketball and what we've learned about this team, especially over this weekend, do a little bit more, uh, more of a deep dive into this team uh in tomorrow's episode now for your second listen check out the locked on sports today podcast the biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions big game recaps and the take of the day available on the odyssey app youtube and wherever you get podcasts like i said follow us on twitter if you have not already subscribe to the podcast all that great stuff leave a rating and review it's going to be a fun week hope you guys join in and Uh, make us part of your week every single day. But as always, guys, have a terrific Monday and L-E-O.